When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Game week eight is less than 24 hours away. So today we're going to be having a look at my latest draft for my game week eight wildcard. We'll be talking about some of the late decisions made after the press conferences, which have just finished. We'll be talking about captaincy and finally my team selection. What is up everyone, FPL Harry here and today it is my game week 8 team selection. It's finally time to be looking at how my wildcard is going to line up going into the weekend. Before we dive into the video, we're going to try and hit 2,000 likes on this video. Subscribe if you are new around here as well. So the reason this video is so late is because I didn't want to do the injustice of recording this video before I knew all of the team news from the press conferences on Thursday and on Friday as well. So this is why it's up a little bit later. So show your support to the video and like and subscribe if you haven't already. A very brief review of how I got on last week. It was a awful game week for me. 38 points gave me a red arrow from 650k down to 1.5 million blanks everywhere in my team basically and then a Stupanan auto subbed into my team with a minus two despite me starting Botman who actually kept a clean sheet in Newcastle but of course he didn't play. So after such a disappointing performance, again, Pickford getting nothing once again, it was time to activate my wildcard. So to take you through my latest draft and then potential changes that might happen between now and the deadline, but I think we're pretty much there with it based off the team news that we have heard today on Friday in the press conferences. So in goal, it is still Turner and Ariola. I'm pretty set on these two as a goalkeeper combination. I know Turner is a bit of a risk for his minutes in the Nottingham Forest team with the Greek goalkeeper potentially coming in. Him not being particularly good in recent games as well, but I only need him for particularly Crystal Palace away and then Luton at home in the next two and then Ariola starts pretty much every week. So I am going to take the gamble and then Ariola will start pretty much every week. I did consider David Raya. I do like David Raya, but with the budget it would take to go up to him and then having to replace one of my defenders, I didn't really fancy it. So I have decided not to go with him. Moving into my defense, things haven't massively changed. Cash, Udogi, Dan Byrne are all in there. Dan Byrne scoring again in the Champions League. He's also gone up to 4.6 million. Udogi has risen in price. He's up to 4.8 million. If you have the room to go up to Pedro Porro, then great. This draft leaves me with no money in the bank and I have a lot of sort of value tied up in Udogi, so I'm pretty happy to keep him. But I do think that actually Pedro Porro is probably the better option out of the two of them. Matty Cash also might go up to 5 million before the deadline. Pretty set with him going to be in there. Alex Moreno at Aston Villa is actually ruled out of the weekend. So, I mean, Cash was never really a doubt to start this one, but we're pretty certain he will. And then Charlie Taylor is the 3.9 million defender that I'm going to go with. Yes, he plays with Burnley. Yes, he's going to sit on my last on my bench pretty much every single week. But in game week 18, when it is the blank game week, when I might have to rely on him, he does have Fulham away. So it's a decent enough fixture. But apart from that, he's going to sit on my bench pretty much every week. Then the final defender we added in was Gabriel. Arsenal's fixtures from game week, well, from game week 10, but really from game week 12, they look really good. And I will want an Arsenal defender. Because Gabriel didn't start the season, he's dropped down to 4.7 million. But it looks like he's regained his place and he's actually one of the most attacking Arsenal defenders. From set pieces, the goal threat is really good. So happy to get on him now. Set and forget once those fixtures change. Pretty pleased with that. I don't think he'll be losing his spot again, even if he or Zinchenko gets injured. 
Then moving into midfield. So we've had a lot of press conference news, which has made me decide on some decisions in here. Son and Madison are both training and have both been confirmed that they will be fine for the weekend. The flags are not there on them anymore. There was a very slight bit of concern on Son, but he's been training and so is Madison. So they are definitely in there with Luton and then Fulham in game week nine. Elsewhere in my midfield, Mo Salah is definitely staying in my draft. I'm not going without Salah. I'm not going without Son or Madison. Those are absolutely locks in my team. Then we have gone Jared Bowen. So from the Aston Villa press conference, we heard that Derby is going to have a late fitness test and a late call after training on Saturday is the plan for him with the Aston Villa team and a decision will be made going into Sunday. I don't actually love Diaby as an option compared to Cash and Watkins. For me, they are the number one and two Aston Villa picks. I don't mind going with Diaby as a third option, but because there's doubt, I just don't want to take the risk. So I have opted for Jared Bowen. Now this draft leaves me with exactly... 0.0 million in the bank. I did bring in Bowen a couple of days ago when he went up in price. So I can just afford this draft, but I am going to go with Bowen because I don't necessarily think I want to take the late call on Diaby. Now, if we get any late news that Diaby might start, he is one of the players that can potentially change. The cheap option we've gone with is Anderson. I'm going with him over Chuck Romenka of Chelsea. 0.1 million more. I expect him to get more minutes and Newcastle look great at the moment. So with a cheap midfielder, that means we've got three players up front. Haaland and Watkins have been in every draft. I'm not selling Erling Haaland. Before I see it in the comments, I'm not taking out Erling Haaland. It is absolutely not happening. And I'll talk about why in just a moment. Ollie Watkins as well with the fixtures. I just want consistency, which is what I think I get from him. And then I am going to stick with Julian Alvarez for now. Again, watching him in the past couple of games, he is so vocal to what Manchester City are doing. The fixtures are a little bit more difficult, but there's not someone that I really incredibly want in here. Now, I could change it up a little bit and go and get Diaby in my midfield over Anderson and drop Alvarez down to Archer, for example. That is definitely something I've considered. And if we get news on Diaby again, he'll probably come in if we know that Diaby's going to start. It's just whether Bowen or Alvarez is going to drop out. So the reason... The big one in here is no Kieran Trippier. I'm not going to drop Watkins. I'm not going to drop Salah and I'm not going to drop Son. So basically the only way for me to free up money to go and get Kieran Trippier in for Dan Byrne. I mean, I could do Bowen all the way down to Pedro Neto, but I'm not going to do that. The only real way to do it is a no Haaland draft. And I know people in the comments will want me to do it. But the upgrades that I get from selling Haaland down to maybe Darwin or even a Archer... I can do a few other upgrades somewhere. I could maybe get Trent in my defense. But the only player that I bring in that I really want, yes, Trent would come in and it would improve it a little bit. Yes, I'd bring Trippier in. But the only player that I bring in that I actually definitely think is a player that I want to bring in while I'm sacrificing Haaland is Trippier. So in my mind, it's Trippier versus Haaland. And of course, for me, Haaland naturally wins that, especially when I've still got Dan Byrne in there. So this is my draft. The players in yellow are the four that could potentially change between now and the deadline. Gabriel, I'm about 95% certain on it. However, if their potential is a transfer decision I decide on when I need to free up a little bit of money, I could downgrade him to a 4.5 or even a cheaper defender. However, if I don't need the money, Gabriel is pretty certain to be in my draft. Anderson might change because I just might change formation, right? As I said, I might play a 3-5-2 if I decide that Diaby's going to start and I could do Alvarez down to Anderson. But Anderson or Archer are going to be in this draft come the deadline. Alvarez and Bowen are the two only that are currently probably yellows that need to be spoken about that they could potentially change between now and the deadline. The big one is Diaby. 
and Diaby could come in for either of them. If I think that Diaby has a good chance of playing, I will own Diaby going into the deadline. But if I'm unsure and there's too much doubt about it, then I think Bowen and Alvarez are the two I'll go with. Now, the only other thing, the final thing that's worth mentioning is I need a plan for Bakaya Saka. Saka is a doubt for the weekend. It has been said that he is in contention and Artessa wants to see how he progresses between now and Sunday. So I know by game week 10, 11, 12, when I plan to buy Saka in, he's pretty much going to be fit unless he picks up another injury but even if it's not Saka it's going to be Martin Odegaard I'm going to want an Arsenal midfielder in the place of James Madison all of my other drafts had money spare in the bank this draft does not however come game week 10 or 11 I will have transfers and by that time I will be able to decide on whether I want to keep Bowen or whether I want to keep Julian Alvarez one of the two will need to be downgraded to free up the money to do Madison to Saka. However, I'm pretty certain one of Bowen or Alvarez will look good and I want to keep at least one of them. So I'm happy to start with both, sacrifice one by the time I want to buy Saka and give me a few more weeks to decide and then I can bring Saka in in place of Madison. So what does this mean in terms of my team selection for this weekend? We are going to be playing a 3-4-3 formation. Turner in goal over Ariola. I am going to be starting Turner. Crystal Palace are without Eze, Elise and Eduard. Their first choice front three. So I am going to be backing Turner. If he doesn't start and Ariola comes in, it's not the end of the world. In defence, it's Cash, Udogi, Burn. There's no real decision to be made here with Gabriel having Man City and Taylor having Chelsea. Pretty happy with that back three. Moving further up the pitch, again, actually, the bench sort of picks itself. Anderson is going to be my first on my bench because of the fixture, but there's no real chance that he's going to start. Son, Madison, Salah, Bowen, my four-man midfield, with Haaland, Watkins, and Julian Alvarez up front. Now, I do have Bowen against Burn this week, and I will have Bowen against Cash next week, which is what puts me off Jared Bowen a little bit, because he plays against both Burn and Matty Cash in the next two game weeks. But I think Bowen's a good option. Cash has good attacking threat and burn I want to have long term. If you have another defender, now most of us don't, but if you have another defender which you quite like this week, I don't think Newcastle keep a clean sheet, but I am just going to play Burn over Gabriel this weekend. But I don't I'm not massively confident in it. So I am going to still go with Bowen. Then the big decision is captaincy. Before I tell you who I'm going to captain, let me know in the comments who you plan on captaining. Is it Son? Is it Salah? Is it Haaland? Or are you going to go with someone else? Right now, my vice captaincy is on Hyunmin Son and my captaincy armband is on Mo Salah. This might seem crazy to you. However, the Spurs game, I already have a triple up on triple Spurs. So I already have Son, Madison, Doggy. So if they win, chances are I'm going to be in the points. They are also the 12.30 kickoff and I hate captaining teams away from home in the 12.30 kickoff. The record of teams away from home in the 12.30 kickoff is not that great. They are often disrupted in terms of their pre-match planning so that does concern me a little bit. Plus Salah only played for 45 minutes on Thursday night whereas Brighton have played a full 90 minutes with all their starting 11. Lamperty may play at left back having played 90 minutes or they might play someone called Igor at left back as well who's naturally a centre-back. So again, I think Liverpool, with a point to prove after what happened last weekend, Salah only playing 45 minutes up against a player who's either tired or naturally doesn't play in that position means that Mo Salah is currently getting my captaincy armband going into game week eight. I'm not going to go with Haaland away at Arsenal. I think Arsenal will put up a very good fight in this one, particularly with Rodri being out from Manchester City. Plus, Luton, after the Chelsea game, have actually not been that bad defensively and Brighton have been leaking goals recently. So 
So much investment in Spurs means I just favor maybe a safer route and move my captaincy armband onto Mo Salah. But wildcard is active. The deadline is very, very close. There will be a deadline stream on Saturday morning for two hours where I'll be finalizing any final things like that DRB pick. But we're pretty much there in terms of my final team. Do tune into that if you do want to see my final team going into game week eight and you have any questions as well about your team as well, right? Drop them on the comment section of this video and come and join the deadline stream as well. If you do want to get any team news we might get for Spurs leading up to the deadline, get your questions answered as well. Before you go, 2,000 likes on the video is the aim. It is a big ask, but subscribe if you are new around here as well. Thank you all so much for watching. Good luck in game week eight and I'll be back again very soon. Podcast Network.